Greetings, and welcome to episode 34 of the Prometheus Project Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bist. Thank you for once again joining me on this exploration of all things creative. So for today's episode, I want to talk about how our personal experiences influence our art. Now, it's a known fact that all artists put a little bit of themselves into everything they create. Sometimes it's intentional, sometimes eh, not so much. But either way, our art, the things we create, are a reflection of ourselves, our lives, our personal experiences. In a way, I think it comes down to that old adage of write what you know, which I've sort of tweaked into create what you know, because I think it applies to all forms of art. Writing is the most obvious, but it applies to painting, sculpture, music, photography, or anything you create. I mean, something as innocuous as a photograph is still a reflection of the photographer. Think about it for a moment. A photo, the final product, is something the photographer saw with their own eyes, something they felt was important or poignant. They took into account the angles, the lighting, the framing, the timing. All these things had to be considered before they pushed the shutter button. From an artistic perspective, This is really no different than a painter considering what color paints to use, or a writer deciding on setting and characters, or even a musician considering the key of a song. It's the mechanics of art. But these mechanics rely on the artist, and more specifically, what the artist sees or hears or imagines. And all these things are a result of the artist's past experience. Choices, decisions, the way we view the world, it's all influenced on our past experiences. As some of my friends have heard me say, everything we experience in life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, all the mistakes we've made, all the things we've done right, all that has shaped us and made us who we are at this exact moment. And those things also influence who we are as artists. What I find fascinating about this is that most of the time, the influence is subtle, and I don't think we, the artists, are often aware of it, at least not while we're in the act of creating. I'll give you an example. I wrote a story, a short story called Last Rites, which is in my collection of short stories, Reflections in Blue Water. But when I was writing this story, I didn't think about where it was all coming from. I just had this idea, an opening scene, and I ran with it. Of course, the story, I think, turned out well, and I'm happy with it. But when I went back and I reread the final draft a few weeks later, I realized that I had inserted some of my own personal experience into it. And just for clarification, it's not the ending scene. If you read the story, you'll understand. But I was sort of shocked that some things from my past, emotions, feelings, more than actual events, made their way into the story. In fact, it sort of felt like it was a therapy session. And this isn't the first time I've found something personal in something I've written. And it doesn't matter what genre I'm writing in. Bits and pieces of my personal experience have shown up in quite a few of my science fiction and horror stories. I mean, luckily for me, they've all been subtle little things, but occasionally they're more obvious. I'm sure if I were to go back and really study everything I've ever written over the years, I'm sure I'd find more. So, is it a bad thing that our personal experiences leak into our creative work? 
Is it giving away too much of ourselves? Is it making our creative output too personal? I, you know, I don't think so. In fact, I think the more of ourselves we put into our work, the more passionate it becomes. And I think the audience can pick up on that passion. I mean, I'm sure there's confessional writing like autobiographies and creative nonfiction. Those two genres allow writers to spill their guts, to put it crudely. And those types of books are usually full of very personal experiences and anecdotes. Although with creative nonfiction, there's more of a filter in place, I guess. That allows the author to be more evasive when they're telling something to the reader. and gives them the opportunity to protect the innocent and maybe the guilty. But even so, it's personal experience that drives the narrative and the plot, much more so than in other genre fiction. But back in the regular fiction world, personal experience can still play a major role in storytelling. You know, a few moments ago I talked about how some of my own experiences slip into my stories, but those are mostly emotions and feelings I've experienced, and that those are always incidental or accidental. I believe that writers and artists in general shouldn't try to force things into their art in order to make a point. The art itself, the piece you're working on, should always guide you and lead you to where it needs to go. Of course, this isn't to say you can't try it. I'm also a fan of trying new things in art and in life, because we just never know how it's going to turn out. In my personal experience, I've tried forcing things into some of my stories, uh, personal experiences, events, things like that, but it always feels fake to me. I don't know why, because the event or scene or interaction actually happened, so why shouldn't it work in a story? It's real. It actually happened, so it should fit right in. Or so I thought. Well, maybe it comes down to that old adage that truth is stranger than fiction. Like oil and water, the two just don't mix very well. At least, not unless we fictionalize the reality. What I mean here is that we can use real events or real experiences, but we need to tweak them a bit, sort of filter out the realness so it will meld better with the fiction. I think that makes sense. Using my own writing experience here, that's something I've done a few times. I've taken actual things I've done or seen or experienced and reworked them into something fictional. Actually, a good example of this is my short story, A Spring Morning. For those who haven't read it, the story's about a young boy who just lost his mother, and it's how he experiences the grief of others and comes to term with it, as best as a child can. Now, this was personal experience for me. I lost my birth mother when I was four, and I remember the wake at our house, everyone dressed in black or gray, and people whispering, crying. But I see it all from that four-year-old child's perspective. It was one of those events in my life that stuck with me over the years, and I thought that it might be a, I don't know, a good basis for a story. Plus, I thought, hey, it might be somewhat cathartic for me to write about it. Of course, I fictionalized it and turned it into creative nonfiction, I guess. I mean, I don't remember talking to any spirits or apparitions, for example, but the meat of it, the scenes, the people, the emotions are all very real. It was something I experienced and used, for good or ill, to create a short story. I don't feel like I've exposed myself or divulged anything overly personal, 
But at the same time, I feel like it was an opportunity to use something I experienced, something that had made an impression on me and shaped me and turn it into something better, perhaps. And at the same time, maybe it might help other people who went through something similar. I also think that by fictionalizing a personal experience, it became more real. I know that's probably a bit esoteric, but I think that in the end it worked. The story is simple, sweet, and gives a perspective on death and healing. At least that's what I was hoping to achieve. And of course, I let the story lead me. I mean, I knew I wanted to use this experience. I had a basic idea in mind. But when I started writing, I wasn't sure where it was going to lead. I just followed the little boy and wrote down his experience, which just so happened to be very similar to my own. For writers, personal experience is always part of our work. Not always obvious, not always apparent, but there's at least a few breadcrumbs scattered along the way. You know, I'm curious how it is for other artists, for painters, musicians, sculptors. For people who work with words, I think it's almost unavoidable. But for those other artists out there who work in other mediums, does their personal experience influence their art? Does it creep in? Do they purposely use it, mold it, shape it, refine it? I mean, if you have an opinion or an example, please share it with me. In the end, personal experience is something we can use, whether we know it or not, to influence, create, and sometimes define our creative output. But even so, don't be self-conscious about it. It's perfectly natural. Just let your work guide you. It won't steer you wrong. Now, for the show closeout. You know, I thought it would be a good idea to stick with the theme of the show and see if you can do something creative with it. Of course, we all have a lifetime of experiences behind us. Some probably have a few more years than others, but that doesn't matter. We've all experienced joy, pain, happiness, fear, laughter, love. We've all met interesting people, had our hearts broken, and lived in interesting places. And a quick side note here. You may think that you've had a boring life or live in a boring place or don't have anything interesting in your past, but that's because you're looking at it the wrong way. All of our lives are unique. We've all had unique experiences, lived in places no one else has lived. It doesn't matter if you live in a mansion or in a rundown mobile home. Your life has been one of a kind. Remember that. Now, with that said, think back to your childhood. Of course, we were all kids at one point, then we all grew up. Key point here, we can grow up, we don't have to mature. Anyways, think about something from your childhood. Hopefully a good memory, like going to a water park or camping or uh, something like that. But it could be a sad memory too. Just think of something that has stuck with you over the years, something that may have shaped you or influenced you as you grew up. Now with that in mind, create something with it. Write, draw, paint, sing, dance, whatever you feel like is the best way to interpret this experience. And you don't have to be literal, meaning you don't have to paint a water park or write a song about the zoo. I mean, you can, but I think it would be more interesting to let this experience influence you to do something else. Interpret it another way. Have a character go through the same experience or paint something that conveys the mood this memory puts you in. You see what I'm getting at? Use your personal experience, this specific experience, to inspire you to create something interesting. 
And of course, it may not be easy. It may, in fact, be difficult depending on the experience. But don't ever think it. Let the memory guide you. Not only will this help you to create something in a new way, but it may also be, I don't know, cathartic for you. Who knows? You may even learn something about yourself. I hope you do. So that's going to be it for this episode. I hope you got something positive out of it. Uh, a couple of quick notes. Uh, my new short story collection, Reflections in Blue Water, is now available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble Online. I'm still cranking out cooking videos on my YouTube channel, so check those out and let me know what you think. Uh, of course, leave comments, leave ratings if you can, and feel free to subscribe. And as always, feel free to contact me about the podcast and leave a comment and a rating if you have a chance. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and be creative. Cheers.